Okay, let's get rolling. Well, we left off last time. We we're, we're in we're in Chronicles here, which remember all these books were totally independent. I mean, it wasn't like you just looked over and found this other one. Uh, uh, um, no. All right. So anyway, uh, Chronicles here is twenty nine chapters in First Chronicles. A lot of uh, genealogies all the way till about the eighth and ninth and chapter ninth chapters, and all of a sudden it starts picking up with David. Now we made it all the way through sixteen, so let's get to sixteen. Let's see what was going on. David got the ark. He brought the ark back to. Uh, remember, he tried to move it twice. First time, it like to fell over, and one of his men touched it, and it uh, Uzziah, I think it was his name anyway. And oh, uh, he got killed. You know. Nobody killed him. It was just the power of the Lord, the Lord's presence. He's holy. You can't do that. Okay, so anyway, they get him, they get the ark moved. Okay, and so we're at the 17th chapter, I believe. Let's, let me make sure. Uh, let's go. Yeah, here we go. Uh, so in First uh, <clears throat> uh, Chronicles chapter 17, after David had been living in his new palace. Now, David only reigned for 40 years. And he started pretty early. Now, he was being chased by Saul. Remember, Saul wanted to kill him, the first king, because Saul was extremely jealous, okay? Just wanted to kill him, you know. Anyway, all right. But now, we also, just to remind us, a little, some things about David here. Uh, oh, son of David, have mercy on us. That was like a, a name for Jesus. You know, he was son of David. Son of David, what? Yeah. So all these kings, and, and why I'm mentioning that is because this chapter is so important that shows this because David at this point has no idea what the Lord's going to do for him. So here we go. Watch this. After David had been living in his new palace for some time, he said to Nathan, the prophet, uh, why are you so mad at me about, uh, uh Bathsheba? <laughs> See, that's not even the story. I made that up. Sometimes we think Nathan, the prophet, Oh, he, he pointed his finger at David. There's so much stuff about David and there's so much stuff about us too. You know, there's good, and we've made some mistakes before. We're just as guilty, okay? This is another story. David, Nathan was with David up to his death. You see in 1 Kings chapter 1, that's when David was fixing to die, and they put that little girl in there with him, whatever, like a little girl, a young girl, whatever her name, forgot what her name was, and keep him warm because he was very old. All right, Nathan was there, and so was Bathsheba. Okay. Well, they're all supposed to hate each other. No, they didn't. Remember when that incident happened, David still married Bathsheba. A lot of people don't get that. Oh, he committed this great sin. It was. What he did, committed murder, you know, to get that to get her at his wife. But then remember, Bathsheba's son was who? Solomon. And the Bible says God loved Solomon. Well, wait a minute. He can't love that because of what David did. So if you're worried about something you've done in your life or the things you've done in your life, get don't 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 go there. That's a that's just that's just a spirit trying to keep you where you don't have a relationship with Jesus. So here we go. Let's go back. After David had been living in his new palace for some time, he said to Nathan the prophet, "Look, I'm living here in a cedar-paneled home while the ark of the covenant, now I mean, we know about this. Look at this. Is out there in a tent." That's right. It's just a tent structure. It had got tore all up. The Philistines had it at one time. They got it back. Remember that story in 1 Samuel? Okay. And now they've got it all back recovered, and the ark is out there, like he said. Nathan replied, now watch this. Nathan's the man of God. Well, watch this. Carry out your plan in every detail. Look at this. For it's the will of the Lord. But watch this. All this perfection about preachers, you know. Look at that. He missed it here. But we don't go around going, well, you missed it. 
But that same night, God said to Nathan, hold up. Go give David my special, go give my servant David this message. You're not to build my temple. Well, wait a minute. I just said it's the will of the Lord. See, you know, remember these people are just people. You know. And anyway, look at the, look what God says. I've gone from tent to tent as my home from the time I brought Israel out of Egypt. Well, that never happened. Yes, it did. This is so fundamentally basic that God brought the Israelites out from underneath Pharaoh. And that's because God promised that to Abraham 400 years earlier. In all that time, I never suggested to any of the leaders of Israel, the shepherds I appointed to care for my people, that they should build me a cedar-lined temple. Tell my servant David, the Lord of heaven says to you, I took you from being a shepherd. See, look at this history. How can this author, whoever he was, you go to theological school, they'll just go, we believe that this guy wrote this book and that... Uh, Golly, they just missed the whole point. Instead of studying the Bible, they study... Uh, I was there. I had my degree in that. Good grief. And I was so disgusted. I didn't lose heart, but I was just disgusted. All the wasted time. What I learned about Jesus... Listen, this is so fantastic. You learn it from a relationship with Jesus. You learn it by living for him I mean, and reading your Bible. Anyway, here we go. So, it's true. So, in all that time, I said... Okay, so, uh, all right... Tell my servant David, the Lord of heaven, says to you, I took you from being a shepherd and made you the king of my people. Good grief, he sure did. Then David knew that. And I've been, look at this. I, now remember, David's you. The Lord's my shepherd. You think of this being you. Watch this. Because this promise is yours, just like Abraham's. Look at this. I have been with you everywhere you've gone. Oh, yes. Look at that. I have destroyed your enemies, and I will make your name as great as the greatest of the earth. And I will give a permanent home, excuse me, and I will give a permanent home to my, let's see, scroll down a little bit, uh, people Israel, and plant them in their land. They will not be disturbed again. The wicked nations won't conquer them as they did before when the judges rule them. So see how he's, God knows the timeline. Joshua got him in the promised land. Well, Moses got him to the promised land, but he couldn't go. When they got in, Joshua took over. They made it fine as long as Joshua was alive for the next 40 years or something like that. When they, when they died, the, or when Joshua died, everybody started worshiping idols, and it went into the book of Judges. What a disaster it was there. Okay. Ah, uh, let's see. Okay. Yeah, all right. The wicked nations won't just conquer them as they did before when the judges rule them. I will subdue all your enemies, and now I declare that I will cause your descendants to be the kings of Israel just as you are. Oh, and I looked this up. This is, uh, at this time frame, it's about 400 years since, since Moses passed away. Okay. When you're, look at this. When your time, we talked about a little bit of this burial stuff this morning. <laughs> watch this. When your time here on earth is over, <gasps> oh no, watch this, and you die. I will place one of your sons upon your throne and uh, I will make his kingdom strong. He's the one who will build me a temple. Talk about Solomon, isn't he? And I'll establish his royal line of descent forever. I will be his father. He shall be my son. I shall never remove my mercy and love from him as I did from Saul. I'll place him over my people and over the kingdom of Israel forever and his descendants shall always be kings. Sometimes you might think that he's talking about Jesus. No, he's talking about his descendants. But he is talking about Jesus too. But this is, uh, these are, he just said, and his descendants. And if you, when, you, when we read Chronicles here, and we're fixing to, David's fixing to, it's fixing to be Solomon. And then it's going to be Rehoboam. And then, I used to could spout them off, I'd think about it. But anyway, uh, Asa. And then, 
And these kings go up and down. One day we serve the Lord and the sun does it. You know, oh, wow. And you see the Lord's love toward these guys. Anyway, so Nathan told King David everything the Lord had said. Now watch this. Suppose somebody strolled in and said, this is what the Lord says to you. Look what happened. Then King David went in and he sat before the Lord. What he did, he went over to the tabernacle. Look what he says. Now these are the things. Now remember, the Lord loved David. If you want to act like David, here's what you do. Who am I, O Lord? It's a good thing to pray yourself. Look at this. What is my family that you've given me all this? And that's the reason I just, when Joy told me about that dog this week, I just out my mouth real quick. I said, it's just Jesus. That's Jesus. That is Jesus. I always want to give Jesus the credit. You know, it's so easy to, even though you accidentally don't, it's so easy to catch yourself and go, man, I've been going all week and I hadn't even thanked him for my food. <laughs> you know, I hadn't even thanked him for my gasoline money or thanked him for breath or thanked him that I feel good. I don't have ugh, my arm, my back is hurting. You know, just thank the Lord. That's what you do. You talk about, remember Jesus healed 10 lepers one time. He said, go show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, they were healed. And a Samaritan, let's just say a black guy, it wasn't, but it's, it's, you know, they was not a Jew or probably a half Jew. He turned and he came back and fell at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And Jesus said, where are the nine? Is only this one Samaritan the only one that, that to, to return to give thanks? Jesus was expecting to be thanked. And you and I do too. Oh, you know, you get trying to, you, I'm going to bless this guy. And he didn't even say thank you. What are you going to do? I know I'm, I'm probably not going to do it again. <laughs> you know, I, we're made in his image. And as you read your Bible, you can see the children of Israel. Boy, they, they really ticked off the Lord. I mean, they just... Anyway, but notice David. This is what David did. For all the great things you have already done for me are nothing in comparison to what you promised to do in the future. For now, O oh Lord, you are speaking of the future generations of my children becoming kings too. So he's not talking about Jesus. Although Jesus is going to come. And Jesus is going to be one of his great, 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 great grandsons. But remember, Jesus is already alive. He's already here. He created everything. Anyway, and that's who he's talking to here. You speak as though I were someone very great. <laughs> what else can I say? Look at this. You know I am but a dog. Yet you have decided to honor me. You ought to try that one out on the Lord. I mean, because really, what are we without Jesus? Anyway, oh Lord, you have given me these wonderful promises just because you want to be kind to me. No, I earned them. Nope. Look at this. Because of your own great heart. You talk about what... Get, remember David said... I mean, God said that David was a man after his own heart. Oh, Lord, there, are, there is no one like you. Look at this. There is no other God. In fact, we've never ever even heard of another God like you. And what other nation in all the earth is like Israel? You made a unique nation, have redeemed it. Look, oh, wait a minute. Why do they keep going back to this lie? It was no lie. Now you see why evolution and uh, all these other things that are trying to enter into our society to take us away from the Bible. Just, that never happened. Oh, you take away the miraculous, you take away God. You know, that's just the way it is because God's miraculous for us. Oh, here we go. What other nation in all the earth is like Israel? You have make it, made a unique nation and, I have, that, that, and have redeemed it from Egypt so that 
the people could be so that the people could be your people. And you made a great name for yourself when you did the glorious miracles. Look at this. In driving out these nations from before your people. So all the, the when they got to the promised land, they drove all, it, all that was miraculous. Remember, God said, there's not a man going to stand before you. You have declared that your people Israel belong to you forever and you have become their God. And now I accept your promise. Wow. What was that promise? But David being his children being kings. And I and my children will always rule this nation. And may uh, this great, excuse me, and may this bring great, excuse me, bring eternal honor to your name as everyone realizes you always do what you say. Wow. They will exclaim, the Lord of heaven is indeed the God of Israel, and Israel shall always be ruled by my children and, the, and their posterity. Now I have the courage to pray to you, for you have revealed this to me. God himself has promised this good thing to me. May blessings rest upon my children uh, forever, for when you grant a blessing, it's an eternal blessing. Praise God. You start treating God in the Bible. I mean, when you, you, you treat what you read as though it's true, you know. You watch how fast Jesus shows up. It's not weeks and months or I ain't got to get on God's timetable. We can't expect it. You should expect it now. If you're in trouble, you don't have time to let Pharaoh and his chariots come get you. The sea has got to open. I remember even as a high school student, I knew that story from my dad being in Sunday school class and other classes that, I mean, other things in church. I knew about Moses and the Red Sea split and just grew up with that. And here I am at 16 years of age, and we recorded a song. I was just the bass player, but I was listening, you know. We were singing this song, and one of the, one, and I, I just love that song. It's when I think I'm going under... Park the waters, Lord. Oh, praise God. Where do you get that from? Well, man, these people wrote it and sang it because it meant something. When I think I'm, uh, whatever, part the seas. When I cry for help, oh, hear me, Lord, and hold out your hand. Wow. What an awesome song. Well, where do they get that from? They know God is right here. So anyway, chapter 18. We'll just finish 18. David finally subdued the Philistines and conquered Gath and its surrounding towns. He also conquered Moab, required all its people to send him a large sum of money every year. He conquered the dominion of King Hadezer Zobah as far as Hamath in the time of Hadezer. Went to, uh, at the time, Hadezer went to tighten his grip along the Euphrates River. David captured, look at this, thousands of his chariots, 7,000 cavalry, 20,000 troops. He crippled all the chariot teams except for 100 that he kept for his own use. Well, yeah, he wouldn't let those, those vehicles of war get out of hand. Look at that. When the Syrians arrived from Damascus to help King Hadad-Ezer, uh, David killed 22,000 of them. Wow. He placed a garrison of his troops in Damascus. The, do you see how this is history? This is not somebody drunk, isn't it? The Syrian capital. So the Syrians, too, were forced to send him large amounts of money every year. My whole slavery. The Bible's about stopping slavery. No, it's not either. We're all servants. Of the, well done, thou good and faithful servant. I mean, Jesus is Lord. We, have to, we wouldn't have to call him Lord if there's no slaves. Because we, we are, Paul said, I, a servant or a slave, a love slave of the Lord Jesus Christ, whatever. The Bible's not about slavery because look at this. David just... These other nations are serving him. That's right. Well, they want to kill you. Well, anyway. So the Syrians, too, forced to send him large amounts of money every year. And the Lord gave David victory everywhere he went. That sound familiar? Yeah, you're more than a conqueror. Praise God. He also brought the gold shields King Hadezer officers. Uh, no, he brought the gold shields of King Hadezer's officers to Jerusalem. 
as well as a great amount of bronze from the Hadezer's cities of Tibhoth and Kunt. King Solomon, here it is. I knew I was fixing to say this. Yeah. King Solomon later melted down the bronze and used it in his temple. He molded it into the bronze tank, the pillars and instruments uh, used in, the, uh, in offering the sacrifices on the altar. Remember, that temple was so fantastic. Oh, my goodness. We got all the details of it, too. It's like they still had the plans on the table. We got them, yeah. When King Two of Hamath learned that King David had destroyed Hadezer's army, he sent his son Hadoram to greet and congratulate King David on his success and to present him with many gifts of gold, silver, and bronze, seeking an alliance. That's good. For Hadezer and Two had been enemies and there had been many wars between them. King David dedicated these gifts to the Lord. I sold something just the other day, actually just yesterday. It's so funny. I, was, I sold my convertible Volkswagen. And miraculously, I got what I wanted. The guys, we got to the point where, what are you going to take? And uh, I'd already had a high dollar amount for the ad. And, and he just out of his mouth said what I wanted. And I said, it's exactly what I want. All right. So anyway. So then I knew it, and I'm already starting to plan to do something with that money, you know. And and I was sitting there, I was talking, I was just sitting there going, ah, I, I, I don't, I was thinking, oh, wow, 10% that I need to give to the Lord. I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm like, Richard, don't even go there, you know. And But it, the Lord blessed me, uh, the people that bought this thing, the, um, they're wonderful folks, they go to the rock, okay, I said, well, now my ex-wife's going to think I'm at your church because her and her husband is going to see that car out there. <laughs> I said, so make sure you tell them I'm not over there. And, but anyway, uh, uh, I, I still have one Volkswagen. But, but anyway, I was, I was just telling you how I was sitting there going, I don't know, that's, a, that's a lot of money to give to the Lord, you know. Just, you know, I knew better. And, and of course, I thought, no, I, I don't. The Lord got me. I, first, I tried to sell that thing several times before, and I didn't sell it. And, but anyway, but I did this time, and uh, oh, but what was interesting, Phil, the, uh, they were good brother and sister. The, the car was for the woman. She wanted it. Oh, she wanted it so bad, you know. She, and I got to meet their little six-year-old, and then they had a foster, that little foster, and that baby was this big. And it was actually a little black baby, you know. But it's fine. One of my bosses raised a little black child for it. It was really cool. And uh, so while I was after, they, they were going to pick it up the next day and pay me. So I'm at the house thinking about it. And I knew the Lord said, you give them, you, you knock off that amount of money and you tell them that. And I said, oh, I said, okay, good. I'm fine. Because I, I still got a boatload of money. Good grief. And I'm not going to be guilty of not acting like treating the Lord like he's not there, you know. So it blew their socks off when I told them when they got there. I said, hey, listen, I want to tell you something. I said, uh, y'all are, I know y'all love the Lord because we've been talking about it. I said, look, this is what I want for the car. And I said, the reason is I was going to take that other money and give it to the Lord. And I said, I know I'm supposed to give it to you. Oh, they just went nuts, you know. <laughs> and they go, okay. So they counted out however much they're supposed to pay me. And, uh, and, but the other things, I don't know if I tell you, but I gave Teen Challenge last week. We blessed them with five hundred dollars. Okay, and uh, and I was originally thinking I'll rob a check for three hundred, you know, and then five hundred. Uh, okay, praise God. I, I, mean, I don't, I don't go. I was like, okay, yeah, I'm not going five hundred. Gave them five hundred dollars, you know. That afternoon when I got home, I had something I needed to. It wasn't working right. And so I thought, I'm just going to sell it. It was an outboard motor. And I got it. Dad had got it in a trade for some hay fill, you know. 
it was a piece of junk. It was a Mercury 50 horse, you know. And yeah, so anyway, and so I thought I was going to sell it. Man, immediately, it was like, because you're giving and blessing, the Lord keeps it. I mean, the first guy that hit it, he wanted it. And then I found out, uh, I said, hey, by chance, because he named he had some others. He, I piddle with him and I work on him. I said, have you got a 20-horse Merc? He says, yeah. There's an ad on Facebook right now. Go look at it. I said, I'm going to bring my boat out to you at Athens. If you'll help me get that motor off, you can have the 50-horse Merc and help me get this other one because he already had a great price for this 50, I mean, for that other Mercury. And it just, just keeps going and going and going. So do you think I'm going to be a fool and not do what David did here? He dedicated these gifts to the Lord. So did the silver and gold he took from the nations of Edom. Well, man, now's your chance, David. You, you may never get that gold again. Oh, are you kidding? You will always have silver and gold. The Lord will always bless you. But anyway. So he did the same thing in these other places. Abishai, the son of Zariah, then destroyed 18,000 Edomites in the, in the val, uh, uh, Valley of Salt. Abishai, that's his, his nephew. Okay. He put garrisons in Edom, forced the Edomites to pay large sums of money, and annually to David. This was just another example of how, look at that, the Lord gave David victory after victory. Where do you see the ups and downs? He did not. That's the reason to be biblically minded is so important. Did David, I'm mean, excuse me, did Jesus ever have trouble walking on the water one time? Sometimes it works. No, he cruised right across it. Wow. David reigned over Israel and was a just ruler. Now that's important. I can be a little wicked. It's okay. Mm-mm. Joab, son of Zariah, the commander in chief, that was also David's nephew. Jehoshaphat, son of Ahihu, was the historian. I'm not listening. This is fake. This is fake. No, look at that. Historian. And then look what else we got. Zadak, the son of Ahitim, and Ahimelech, son of Abathar, were the head priest. Jesus mentioned this guy. Anyway, uh, Shavshah was the king's special assistant. Benaniah, son of Jehoda, was in charge of the king's bodyguard over the Carathites and Hethites or whatever. David's sons were his chief aides. Wow. Wow. I think it's into that thing. Yeah, right there. Wow. Okay. Now, before we stop, let's go to the book of Psalms. Let's hit something here that we obviously know about David. Let's just hit, oh, uh, uh, man, I want to hit three. This is David here too, but watch this. Just four verses. A Psalm of David, when he fled, it actually tells you, from his son Absalom. Whoa! Yeah! Ah, family problems, the worst thing you could ever have. No matter if it's family problems, you can read this story. Absalom's the one that got killed. Look what he says here. And this was written down. It's actually, I like to call it a prayer more than it is a guitar picking song. It's a prayer. Oh Lord, so many are against me. So many seek to harm me. And he may as well add, my son. I have so many enemies. Look at this. So many say that God will never help me. And that might be your own head saying, God's not going to help me. Don't, don't do that. Remember, this is Psalm 3. You would have hit it if you started reading the book of Psalms. Richard said the Psalms, 1, 2, you'd have hit it. You'd been fine on 1 and 2 as well. But Lord, you are my shield and my glory, my only hope. Now, let me quote this to you in the King James. It says, many there be that rise up against me. Many there be that say to my soul, there is no help for him in God. But thou, O Lord, art a shield for me, the glory and the lifter of my head. Now, put it back in Alabama language. So many are against me. 
So many seek to harm me. I got so many enemies. So many say, God will never help me. But Lord, you are my shield, my glory, and my only hope. You alone can lift my, uh, my head, now bowed in shame. Yeah, he was... T- Look at this. I cried out to the Lord. Now, this is why I love the timing of the Lord. The timing of the Lord is now. You need to get it now. Okay. He heard me from his temple in Jerusalem. Then I laid down and I slept. In peace, I woke up safely. For the Lord was watching over me. Praise God. And now, look at this. Although 10,000 enemies surround me on every side, (laughs) I am not afraid. I will cry to him. Arise, O Lord, save me, my God. And he'll slap them in the face, insulting them and breaking off their teeth. For salvation comes from God. Look at this. How do you know this belongs to us? What joy he gives to all his people. Praise God. Hallelujah. I don't think it's, I think it's the last verse. Yeah, that's it. Anyway, praise God. Father, we just thank you for your word today. We just thank you getting a glimpse of, of what was happening in David's life. How different is that from ours? It's not. We get the same, we can act the same way. And we get it, Lord. So, Father, if we're not feeling good today in our bodies, you'll take care of that. Praise the Lord. David even said that too. He was he said, What good's it gonna be for me to die? Heal me, Lord. So heal us too. Keep us well. Lord, same thing's true financially. We just saw all the money pouring into David and how he gave it to you too. Father, and if it's not that, it's not this, it's some other problem. They say even like David said, his son was trying to kill him. Oh, it doesn't matter. You're a shield force and you'll take care of that. So Lord, we're going to be our own historian too and keep records and tell our, our children and our friends what you've done in our life as we tell them about Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Well, yeah, at least we got our projector on. We had a lot of praise reports here. Got the projector going too. Hallelujah. Oh.